0: what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i am here with anthony laurie and mike and we are discussing a discovery of witches season two episode eight and anthony they thought about you at the beginning of this episode because we are back in london and we didn't have to see any travel at all they heard you
1: that's always a plus always a plus no travel
2: I, th- I thought you were going to say he was
0: an Erasure fan. I was like, oh. Dang, you know that. <laughs> no, I
2: was just like when we
0: looked and Diana was sitting on the back. I said, wait, are they back in? Oh, they're back in London. I said, oh, Anthony's going to be very glad. But, you know, it would have been a waste of time if they would have put travel in at this point because we only have this episode and two more episodes. We have a lot to cover. We got to get some stuff done. So yay to them for making that decision but we don't get a lot of the 1591 in this episode we get it at the very beginning and i think we get it again right at the end right so we got all modern day stuff
1: yeah we got like 30 seconds of 1591
0: yeah like 15 (laughs) seconds or 30 seconds at the beginning and then another 30 seconds at the end but um, so we see Diana's is reading the book. We finally have the Book of Life, maybe. I I mean, I, at this point, I don't even know if that's what we should call it, because obviously, um, we we had some foreshadowing in the last episode that this book might not be. I don't know. Maybe it might not be as promising as we as we think. You know, we we find out that the book is made from parts of creatures. You. Yeah. And we can clearly see when Diana is reading this book, she even she looks ill. And Matthew says reading the book is making her ill. she she talks about, um, she talks about when she reads it, she starts feeling strange. And you can see it, like her eyes are sunken. She looks like she hasn't eaten, which is obviously um, a thing for them because at this point, Matthew is trying to convince her to go eat. And she's like, no, I'm not hungry. I'm going to read the book. Like it's almost like she's obsessed with it, but she's low key obsessed with it. Like she's not, she hasn't gotten to the point where Edward Kelly was, but still, it, it's not good foreshadowing. You know, we spent all this time yeah, I mean, thinking it's, about it's, this book and worrying about this book and wanting them to get this book, and now they have this book, and it looks like it's not going to be a good thing for it's them. It's,
2: it's, it's basically the ring from Lord of the Rings. It's like I mean, she she I mean she did everything but dust, but stopped short of calling it her precious. I mean, <laughs> she was like totally enthralled by it. It was it was literally sucking her in and it was what it's the only thing that she was really starting to think about. I mean, I think if Matthew, if Matthew hadn't been able to tear away, she probably would have been like a zombie, like entranced and tra- and basically for lack of better words, trapped within whatever whatever was in the book like the book really was was like screaming for her attention like it was it was drawing her in so that it could that it could either tell her something or like keep her and it's I mean it kind of is like a book of death because it's like drawing it was kind of like you said drawing the life out of her like her eyes were sunken in and she was just like really almost enthralled and entranced by it and that probably has something to do with what it's made out of, like the, like the the hair of witches, skin of vampires, and all that other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. and written in blood. I mean, that's not usually a good sign if something's written in blood and has skin for cover. That's not a good thing at all.
0: It's Usually, so, like a cursed object.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is basically because she because it is a book of. Of heavy magic that she's probably not ready to handle. I mean, she's not even ready to handle the magic that she has in her now. And then she gets the book, which is giving her a t- entirely different kind of magic that she's not used to handling. So even if she was meant to have the book, she's not ready for it. And it's sh- it's kind of showing right now.
0: Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm still curious. I I wonder, are we gonna find out more? about what effect the book had on edward kelly because remember in the last episode when she was reading it he kept telling her to stop because the screaming it was screaming he could hear the screams in his head and it seemed like the more and more she read it the worse and worse it got for him to the point where he tried to snatch the book where where he snatched the book from her and uh started tearing pages out you Mm -hmm. know and he was doing that as a reaction to what was going on in his head so i really want to know like we see what it's doing to diana and she's not anywhere near where edward kelly was but i want to know exactly what effect did it have on him and how long did it take for it to get like you know the way that he was by the end of the episode
2: yeah i don't think it i mean, i think he probably had he's probably had the book did they? i think, don't think I don't know if they said exactly how long he had the book for but I mean it seems like he's had the book for at least a few months where it's
3: yeah. where it's been the only thing that he's
2: been around because because baron, baron von Douchebag wouldn't let him do anything else but try to make try to make the philosopher's stone for the, stone. <laughs> the philosopher's sorcerer and some other yeah so he, I mean he probably he, he's probably been around that book 24 7. And that's and as you can see by how the short interaction that Diana's had that that's really not good and she's a witch I'm not even sure is ever Kelly a creature was he a demon or vampire I don't think he was. I don't think so and think she, she has she actually has that advantage where she can kind of, she can almost stop like she she can she has some sort of protection from the book actually completely taking her over. But Edward Kelly didn't. So he just really kind of gave into it or just had he had no defense against whatever, whatever magic the book had. And the book just took him. So I think that that her magic is probably the only thing that kept kept her from being totally sucked into the book. Mm.
1: Well, I, I actually went this, you know, not to Verus off subject, but I went down like a different path because after, you know, seeing her with the book, I remember in Blade, remember the movie where they had the the book that was made out of human skin that was hanging around in one of the scenes.
0: Yes, I think I do.
1: Yeah, so I actually, you know, did a little bit of research, not a lot of research, but actually books made out of human skin were actually a thing. It, it is an actual thing. and And they're like, Similar to like leather bound books, and like they don't smell funny, they're just kind of weird. But you know, it was done originally, I think one reason was it was done for punishment. Like, if you were a serial killer or whatever, and you got caught, they would dissect you publicly and turn your skin into a book. And like, they Who would, they would a even make wallets
0: from the skin of a serial killer.
1: I- I'm just saying, the. That it was, you know, the 1800s and 1700s were a weird time.
3: Yeah,
4: you know? no. <laughs> well, you know, well, uh, if you were in Europe, it would usually be the Lord of the Manor or somebody like that. But mostly a lot of people who did that were interested in stuff like necromancy right. or, or, you know, or magic or spirit philosopher's stone, you know, all of that type of stuff. So, yeah, Anthony's right. That was really common.
1: And, yeah, and, it was it wasn't you know. an uncommon thing. It was like, right. oh yeah, I have this book made of this guy that died a few years ago. You know? And it's just
4: so, tanning. You know, it's just the tannery really. stuff. So
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and one doctor, like I, I think it was a doctor, his wife died of pneumonia or tuberculosis or something, and he, he turned her skin into a book and wrote about it. It's very it's, it, it was a very common. It was not very common, but it was it was a thing. And so mm-hmm having a book
2: <laughs>
1: right but so having a book made out of creature pieces or parts would probably be a thing it's probably not the only one and so you know i went down that path and i thought i'd share that but yeah, you know, it was a thing
3: yeah they <laughs> and also, once again
1: we have a story written by a historian right? And this is true. she's but incorporating that they, stuff into her work
4: they also used to mix blood with the ink and used it in the books too for the ink a lot of times, so yeah. See, that's
2: my ex-wife. That's my that's my first girlfriend, and that's my grandmother. <laughs> you
3: know, no.
1: Oh, oh. they would make wallets, Mike. They would literally make wallets out of human skin. Oh my
2: god, that's terrible! <laughs> this the worst thing ever. You I just, I mean, I mean, when you, I mean, if you think about it practically, it's like, I mean, it's it's really a macabre version of having a cow leather wallet i guess i mean it's basically along the same lines but it's human skin it's like it's like you putting your you making a a wallet out of your mother's mother's skin so every time you try to spend money you see your mother like oh i guess not thanks mom like <laughs> <It's> disgusting <laughs>
1: Well, she did leave me that big inheritance, so it's only it's only oh, appropriate. But I take the money out of a wallet made out of skin.
4: Oh my god! Oh no, not not morbid at
1: all. Yeah. Where in
0: the, how in the hell do
1: Who's we? conversation taking such a bad. i uh, I mean, the, the things, the ideas that come to you watching these type. Well, she's the woman is a historian, and she put this in there, and oh, so. Yeah. When, when Dan is sitting there being influenced by the book, I started thinking, you know, I remember that scene in Blade about the human skin pages. And wait a second, is that a thing? And, you know, the internet takes you down that path. But the funny thing
0: is, I remember that happening in another either movie or TV show. I just cannot think of what it is right now. I I, mean, I know the that theory. it's a thing. I know that it's a thing. It's just, it's a really weird thing to be a thing. <laughs>
2: I kinda reminds me of that character in Doctor Who who was this like the skin stretched out and Cassandra.
0: A- <laughs> <laughs> the last human in the uh, in the world. I, right. I, I do know that much about Doctor Who. I know who Cassandra is. No, I did so get that recent. far. So
2: enthralling. Oh. Oh
1: my I'm sorry, I didn't mean to drag us off, but wow. yeah. So I thought about that and, and <laughs> um and it just made me think that, yeah, cursed books, you know. I don't know if you want to classify it as a cursed book. I don't think it's really cursed per se, as, as in maybe it's just sort of alive, you know, kind of like one of those Harry Potter books and it's, it's <laughs> constantly screaming to you. And, and you know, and Dan is going to be receiving it a little different than Eric Kelly is, even though we don't know if he, he could have been a demon or a witch. All we know is he was an alchemist. Right,
2: That's pretty much it. It could have been a demon. That's the only thing
4: I could have thought of. Is yeah, demon. Demon sounds. It has been confirmed, but yeah.
0: Okay, now I have to ask this since we're since we're mentioning demons and and we're dealing with demons in in the episode because we do uh, get to see Nat and Sophie a little bit in this episode. Have we figured out if demons have any special types of powers or is it just that they're demons, that they're different from being human and we know that they are supernatural, but we know witches have like a a, a specific skill set. We know vampires have a specific skill set. What do the demons do?
2: Other than having a, an astute business acumen, it doesn't really seem like they have any other powers, like it's like you know, Hamish is really smart, and like the other demons are really smart and, and good at like human stuff. But it's like even when the when the scene that pisses that pisses me off that we're going to talk about later happens, it's like what does Sam what does Sam do? Nothing. I mean, it's like you don't do anything. It's it's like they didn't really show that they had any type of powers like that. So I don't say I have no idea, but it doesn't.
1: powers yet to be revealed. (laughs) I mean, it is it is interesting that you have you can have two witches, have a child that's a demon. That child, that demon child, marries another demon, and they have a witch.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: That's just that's the most. Interesting thing, and that's why I always go back to demons are basically like blank slicks, they're blanks, and and somehow they are the key to the other two creatures,
4: and the base code basically. I, I I suspect that when they when they eventually get to explaining that we find out that the demons were maybe created first. And they use that to build the template off of witches and vampires. And I wouldn't be surprised if they find out along the line that demons, while they may not have any special powers, they had all of the uh, alchemy level type aspects to create. And therefore, they're more important than anyone else because they actually have the the base um, DNA and the uh, creativity because that seems to be a big thing. Not just business acumen. They're very, very creative. So... I'm thinking, because there, there has to be a reason why the demons are part of the congregation and not sort of cast off to the side, because they're obviously important. I think people have forgotten
1: why. See, he, here's my theory, and I think I have said this before. I think the demons are the first creature,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: I think that witches came from demons. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're basically demons who have magic, okay. and the first vampire was a witch, who was trying to become immortal.
4: I can I can get to that. And I get to and that. I
1: think that's and the reason why the the creatures are dying out is because they don't allow any intermingling and they don't allow demons to get together. Mm-hmm. Because I think more demons would have more witches.
4: Mm-hmm. hmm oh, No, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm.
1: So that that I think I I said that at the very beginning, and I'm I'm going to stick to it because I I think I really think that, that that's where that's what it feels like to me is going on in the story. Uh,
2: yeah, it does make sense that they're kind of that they would be building blocks, especially with with the, with two demons having a witch as a as a child. So I mean, it, I mean it follows.
1: Yeah, and, and two witches having a demon as a child, right.
0: Okay, um let's go to the modern day. Cause we got a lot to talk about about what's going on in the modern day.
2: Man your your boy is whipped. I don't know what his problem is.
0: Oh, you talk about Marcus? Um or you you know, Marcus
2: is whipped
1: all yeah. get what the <laughs> Hold on, but, but, before we get to Marcus. Can we talk about why is Peter Knox and Jabir working together? Like, do they really, is is the enemy of my enemy is my friend? Yes. But like, who are your enemies though? Seriously.
0: I said this a few episodes ago, like, yes, them two being together, nothing good is going to come from that because one they are searching for the same thing but they're searching for it for different reasons like they have different goals in mind so you already know even though they're working together you're just waiting to see like we need to take a bet who's going to backstab who first right because you already know this partnership is doomed for failure and And then you got domenico in there finding out (laughs) secrets and sticking himself in there like like Okay, so...
1: Anytime you throw Domenico in the mix, (laughs) he's going to have problems.
0: Domenico finds stuff out by accident and is able to use it to up his worth. You know? He finds out in this episode about Marcus being the Grandmaster of the Knights of Lazarus. And he's like... Oh, that's something I can use. So then, you know, when he talks to Jaber, he's like, yo, I got some information for you, but my price just went up. He was like, you better snatch it now. Jaber's like, I'm not paying you nothing. We already negotiated. And you can see Domenico like, okay, if you won't, I know somebody who might, but you know, Jaber doesn't pick up on that. Like, I don't know how you can be around somebody like Domenico for as long as you've known him. And you don't realize if he's telling you this kind of stuff, if he's saying this kind of stuff, if he's playing hard to get, that means he's got another buyer on the side willing to pay more or willing to give him more than what you're giving him. But what do you do? You walk away from him and you call him an impudent fucker. That was awesome. (laughs) in earshot like you don't even care that he can hear you and it's like oh that's how you feel about me this is the same reason why he ended up voting for Baldwin last season when the congregation was trying to vote against him and he's like Domenico and Domenico's like you told me I wasn't worth anything so why would I side with you he he still doesn't get this yet
2: it's the same thing with him and Knox it's like they don't understand the power of subtlety like to be to say to actually sit back instead of saying no give me what i want now instead just sitting back and be like all right what you got i mean what could it hurt what what exactly could it hurt to hear what domenico had to say or to let or for Knox to let diana lead him to the book instead of just demanding the fucking book just lean back and watch this is Domenico's, super, Domenico's superpower other than serendipity is his subtlety. Is like, he, he just like, he kind of hangs to the background and stuff. And like you said, stuff just happens. Like he just happened to be walking by when the blood rage vampire went into the auction house and stole the, stole the paintings. And then he just happens to be there when when Phoebe walks by and he, start, he tries to charm her into telling him all kinds of stuff that's in the vault. I mean, his, charm salty and serendipity are his superpowers
0: i don't think he just happened to be there i think he went there purposefully but the fact that he was able to find out such an important piece of information while he was there that's domenico's gift like domenico can he can be he just has a knack for being in the right place at the right time and also his superpower domenico reads the fucking room
1: All all the time all the time
2: like a book yeah
0: His powers of observation are so good. Like, even when you don't think he's paying attention to something, he is paying attention to something. You know? Yeah. And
1: he's that person that sits in a room during a party and doesn't say anything to anybody. He just walks around listening to the conversations, watching the people interact, and he won't say a word. And he'll know everything that's going on.
0: He's the people watcher, he's the one who watches people's. Reactions. He's the one who watches their body language. He listens to what's not being said. You know? And I don't understand why Jaber doesn't get this yet. But you know what? Jabert, let me tell you, Jabert, Jaber ain't got too good sense to put together. Because not only do you sit here and you call somebody like Domenico an impudent fucker when it's obvious he has some information that you need and he may have someone else who wants the information more, then you do the dumb thing and you call and threaten Isabel de Claremont. (laughs) telling her if you have a if you have the pages of this book, I will come and tear that place. Rick.
2: Has he not learned? I mean, she's been around long enough that you should know better than to threaten threaten her.
0: Her exact words were, "You do well to remember who you're threatening." And did you see the look on his face when she said it? He looked at the phone like, "Oh,
2: wait." Oh, damn! That's right. Fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, he-
0: again. Again. I th- I think there was something there. Th- something happened between those two. Something happened between those two.
2: And
0: I don't know what it is.
2: He might have wanted
1: something to happen, but he's out of his element with
0: her.
4: That's 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 was about.
2: She is not. I
3: think
4: think it all goes back, and again, I'm just speculating here. I think it all goes back to either what happened in Jerusalem or what happened when Philip... uh, began the nights. It has to be one of the two or both, but I'm thinking it's more Jerusalem because so what, what what kicked off there, and they, they, they've talked about it very little, is that it was such a schism that it caused the other vampires to really dislike the Claremonts and to be scared of them at the same time. So I'm thinking that's what happened.
0: Is this is that the, the vampire wars that- Yeah, that's, well, you know what?
4: I think it might be some of the vampire wars because Miriam doesn't become friends with them until uh, Jerusalem because she's, she's also really, really old too. And you might want to cut this out. She uh, looks good
0: for her age. Yeah, she does. (laughs) Uh,
4: you, You might want to, you might want to cut this out. Spoiler. Her husband died in Jerusalem, saving the, the Claremonts. Yeah,
0: you mentioned something yeah. about that in the last right. episode. Right,
4: so she's so she's a little torqued about a lot of things, but she just hasn't said anything other than grumble, grumble, complain. But uh, if they do get to Jerusalem,
0: uh, it, it should be very interesting. Okay.
2: And... I
0: yeah, I, 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 I'm going to need Jaber to learn how to read the room and I'm going to need him to learn who he needs to threaten who No, no, no. He not learn
2: nothing. Let, let him keep going. But I'm just saying
0: you're <laughs> sitting here shooting you're literally shooting Domenico and Isabel in the foot and you become BFFs with Peter Knox. What? is wrong with you
2: hey is, you sleep with dog get yeah, fleas that's what
0: happens
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happens
0: oh my goodness that's just uh
2: yeah. is dumb javares yeah yeah
4: like,
2: i mean I don't, I don't understand how he's still alive like i'm i keep expecting him to trip down steps and like break his neck and like die in a pool of blood or something because he's dumb. <laughs> like what are you doing dog <sighs> I mean, it's like he keeps a head in the box to like keep a head, but it's like as soon as he lost that, as soon as he lost the head in the box, he's been like, him and Knox have both him and Knox have been like really inept and like chasing their own tails.
0: Hey, I'm gonna it's, tell it's, you, yeah, I think him having Meridiana was the reason why he was able to do what he was able to do and the reason why he was able to get in the position that he, he was in. Because mm. you notice, ever since Meridiana has been gone, since Satu released her, yeah. he's been making nothing but dumbass decisions. 100%. Absolutely, mm.
2: yes. He's been, he's been nothing.
0: Meridiana was literally the brains of the relationship. Literally
2: and mm. figuratively, yeah.
0: That's interesting. I'm sorry, oh. Anthony, I had to. <laughs> uh,
1: but, but back to Mike's point about Marcus and and he he is so so whipped i mean i thought matthew was but oh my god Marcus, (laughs) let it go bruh
2: like to a human not even to a witch or a demon to a human a human has put him like there i mean oh i don't think a witch could put a spell on him as powerful as phoebe has put on him and it's like i mean first of all I mean, she's cute and all, but it's like—I mean, she, first of all, she put it on him enough to, for him to be knocked out while she rumbles around his freaking house and looks for shit. I'm like,
0: talking about that.
2: <laughs> come on, he's a vampire, and he and he got to put on him so bad that he was that he was knocked the fuck out. You he had to be. He had
0: a head in a while.
1: And
2: he and,
1: they, and and but 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 see, we have to be careful though. Are Are they having intercourse? You know, because I don't I don't, get, no, I don't yes, want they to get they,
0: they are clearly having having intercourse and just like I rewatched the um I rewatched the wedding episode with my daughter last night and when it got to that scene where they finally consummated their, their marriage, I was like, okay, they made it very clear to us this time that yes, they are having sex. If you think about it, you go back and watch the other the other episodes. It was what? like, oh no, they they clearly weren't having sex because all right. you ever saw was like the implication that he was going down on her and that was literally it. So I was like, okay. But yeah, no, Marcus and Clebe and Phoebe are clearly hitting it. <laughs> so
1: So 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 but he I so I guess he's not like mating with her. He's just having sex with her.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's <sighs>
1: But but to I mean, Mike but to Mike's point, it seems as if he has made it to her because he is trying on clothes. He is he can't get it right because he's just trying to look perfect for her.
0: Well, I think we we learned a little bit more about Marcus in this episode, and one of the things we find out for one, he's pissed about the fact that they kept his um, his carrier status of the blood rage secret. So he has literally cut himself off from everyone. You know, Miriam stops by the house and she's like, you've been avoiding me. And, you know, he also blames her for not telling him this information, even though she makes it clear to him, look, that wasn't my secret to tell. I'm not family. Matthew was doing it to protect you. And, you know, she, she makes the case about it because he says, well, why didn't he just kill me? And she was like, you know why? With Matthew, actions speak louder than words. That should tell you everything. If Matthew was given a direct order to kill everyone with the blood rage or even the carriers and he didn't kill you, obviously that means something. You know?" She says that, and I said that as much last season, Matthew does not seem to be, he's not like the most affectionate guy when it comes to Marcus but you can tell that he has a deep love for him as his son. So Mm -hmm. also with Marcus, I think that he, he mentions in this episode how his human friends are important to him. His human job is what is important to him. His human relationships have always been important to him. And I think maybe the draw with Phoebe is just that with him being with a human, he doesn't have to think about all the vampire politics. He doesn't have to think about the betrayals that he now you know, considers Matthew and Isabel because they kept that secret from him. He doesn't want to have anything to do with the knights. He doesn't give a fuck about Baldwin. I think at this point, he's just looking for some kind of connection because he feels like his family has betrayed him. The people who are closest to him have betrayed him. And I think that's part of the draw with Phoebe. And it's like also with phoebe when he comes clean with her in the the last time we see her he tells her that he's a vampire and yeah she's kind of like skeptical but she doesn't freak out she doesn't freak out that is on the plus side anyway, because if you're not freaking out, if she hasn't gone and told anyone, yeah, this dude thinks he's a vampire, I think he's crazy, if she hasn't called the police and said, hey, I feel threatened, blah, 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 okay, maybe in his mind there might be some potential there.
2: You know, this could have all been avoided if when he caught her in the park, he would have just ran to the other in the park and ran back to prove that he's a fucking vampire. He
0: could just have went have go and got the ice cream then, hair. and that, I mean, that was would I, I,
2: I could but, have but, was, what I, does he do the, this I'm time? I'm the president. He, does, he does
0: the ice cream.
2: Or that, or that i that I'm the I'm I'm the cleanup hitter for the New York Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh no, yeah. what, what, no what, he does is in the, he, in the last in the episode before last,
1: he he puts her hand on his chest to feel his heartbeat. Oh And she's yeah, like, yeah. oh how slow it is. And I'm like, dude, there's so many other things you could have done. It's well, no other things.
4: Well, not, not only that, you have to realize that the new series after this series is about Marcus and Phoebe. So obviously she's continuing on with their story.
1: So I know, but but I'm like Mike is saying, it. I'm just saying there he we could have we could have solved this problem a long time ago, Marcus had to were supposed to, to do.
2: In the last episode they were in. It could have been solved even if she were to run I'm, off I'm not, I'm not but, going
1: back down this way
2: but road. I will say this too he
0: probably didn't want to freak her out because I'm sorry Something that her,
1: I, not gonna if he wasn't going to freak, he was, gonna freak no, listen, her okay. out when he told her
0: but this really? is what I'm saying this okay. is what I'm saying <laughs> we can be very analytical about things if we listen to someone say I'm a vampire and we try to take the time to process that we might can come up with a rational a rational explanation for that. If you just all of a sudden shoot across the park and shoot back, that's going to be too much. You know, the whole seeing is believing thing. Some people are not ready for that right okay, off the Okay, you bat. said
1: something key, some people. Because if you told me you're a vampire, this is what I would have said. Okay, prove it without biting me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, okay, first, that would
1: have been my response. Uh, okay, first,
4: first of all, <laughs> First of all, I have a crossbow in my closet within four feet of me reaching it, which I keep I'm not cro- surprised.
2: <laughs> I, I am not surprised <laughs> a of information
4: at all. I will grab my
2: crossbow. Then, I
4: also have a full set of bow and arrows in the other room, okay? Look, I have
2: weapons. <laughs> and, I, and I love you even more for it, Lori. I honestly do.
0: <laughs> I believe it. <you. laughs> I have weapons. But my
2: thing is, I
0: feel like the getting to know each other part before he actually like shows her all the vampire stuff, I feel like it's supposed to show us a progression of what's going to be their relationship. What is it they say about relationships, about true love, about epic romances? You can't be that without building a friendship first, okay? Now, granted, we got all of this in the one episode,
2: Shut up. I know what you're going to say, Anthony. I know what you're going to say. I know
0: what you're going to say. And I'm with you. And I'm going to let
1: you say it because I don't want (laughs) to. What are you about to say, Anthony? Because. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to (laughs) say how long did they know each other before they were banging? Mm, that, that wasn't long enough to, to create establish a really good relationship. They, they
2: established a friendship. <laughs> they, they established a booty call. That's, a, that's pretty much all they established. Like,
1: why are you calling me at three o'clock in the morning to come talk to me? Okay, come on.
0: But, okay. Uh,
3: that but was like gonna, the day I'm after they, they the met. The they had
1: boys. a business, they had a business relationship, and within a day, they were banging. All I'm going
4: to add to what the boys are saying is Sookie Stackhouse. That's all I'm going to say okay
0: but here's the thing maybe at first that was only going to be a casual thing something about her set him off something about her appealed to him and something about him appealed to her you know that might have the plan for that may have only been for that to be a one-night stand you know what i'm saying
1: that's well, all- for for him, she was hot, and for her, he was a curiosity. Right, that,
4: but <laughs> he's not that cute, trust me. I don't
1: know well, her, well, to I, her, I, he was. I, I
4: I do not find him attractive at all. I think he's kind of ugly. Oh, I about her. Okay, yeah. He's no,
2: I'm not- talking about him.
4: I th- I think Marcus is not cute at all.
2: Yeah, he's not my
1: type either. I got you. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Am I? <laughs> but- I know, he he sort of has like this dark you know, mysterious look about him, more so than Matthew.
2: He does have this dark rooting emo thing about him, and he yeah. listens to erasure yeah. yeah. and and all this other stuff. So it's like yeah, I
1: I can see what I can see what the attraction is.
2: The only thing I don't really
0: care about is his hair. Like I think oh, they need to do oh, need oh. to- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Hanukkah. The hair is bad. Yeah.
4: I I, I get the attraction, but see I I come from it this way. Okay. Phoebe is a strong, intelligent woman. She is obviously well-educated. She has seen dealing in antiquities a lot of different things, okay? So if you come up to someone and you tell them that you are a vampire and she doesn't freak out, you're thinking, okay, all right, maybe she can rock with what I'm telling her. Then when you have to prove it and then she accepts it, you're thinking, okay, but see, what? let's follow the progression here. What is the next step that usually happens when this sort of thing happens? Person gets intrigued. Person gets wounded, discovers they're sick, discover they're dying. They want to become a vampire too. We have that to worry about. What if she decides she wants to be a vampire? I mean, he can't turn her. Exactly.
0: And that could cause conflict. I mean... I mean, we've seen this before. We've seen it before, but at the same time... She doesn't know yet about his blood rage. Mm. I'm sure she will eventually find out about it. He'll tell her about it. I think just because if it gets to the point where this becomes a serious thing, he's going to have to tell her, okay, look, if I ever, if there's ever a time when you decide that you want a different life, I can't be the one to give it to you. You know, he's going to have to tell her that. And
4: he can't mm-hmm. be the one to make her if he wants to be with her because... Though these rules say that if he makes her, he's her father.
2: So. That, yeah, that's an entirely southern conversation to have. It, but, if, um, <laughs> I think, but see.
3: You say southern.
2: That's it. Southern. <laughs> <I said> southern. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, if, but if this is going down the same path that Diana and Matthew went down, because Matthew didn't tell her that she had that he had blood rage, Philippe had to prove, had to show her that he had blood rage because she had no idea until philippe had boiled him over and held him down and showed her what he was what he was capable of so i don't i don't i don't see it as a given that marcus would tell phoebe that he had blood rage at all I,
0: i would i would agree with you before there was a blood rage vampire murdering people in london or in oxford I would have agreed with you. He probably wouldn't have had to tell her even if he had found out. I think Matthew didn't tell Diana because one, he had, he had such great control over it that it wasn't, I won't say it wasn't an issue, but I don't think it would have been a big issue. He had that much control over it and we saw how much control he had over it in the first episode of the, sh- of the show.
2: Until he smells her sweat, then he wants to like, you know, eat her.
0: But, but even then he had very good control because if he if the blood right.
1: rage was Walk running, by me slowly <laughs> don't run
2: I I okay I I I call oh. that but I would think that the fact that there is a blood rage driven vampire running around London he would not, <clears throat> He would not want to tell her that because she she'd be looking at him like uh you have it there's someone running around with it what the f- even if she loves him and she, she, has, she has in the back of her mind, she knows it's not him, there's always going to be that one little niggling thing in the back of her mind that's going to be like, is it not him? It could be him. But I love him. But I really care about him. And I don't think it's him. But. You see what well, I'm he, he,
1: well she, she is somewhat of a smart person. You know, he yeah, could explain it, right? it to her that I am a carrier. I am not afflicted by it. However, there is someone who is afflicted by it, ringing around killing mofos. Yeah. And I think she would understand. I think
0: it would also be obvious that it's not him because of the fact he's a doctor. He works around blood and people all the time, he's never lost control. And,
1: And also, they were banging when someone broke it when it happened at the thing they were together at the time so but you know but again she could she mm-hmm. see how fast he gets ice cream so she could have thought hey maybe he's just that fast yeah. Not only
2: but he actually shopped for ice cream because he brought back like three or four different pints right
1: and he had to pay for it he didn't steal it
2: so he didn't pay for it.
0: Yeah,
1: he was like, "There's a cue. There was a cue at the till." <laughs> right. Okay. So, oh. so I'm, I'm just gonna say, I, I think I, I would like to give her a little bit more credit that she would actually be like, "Okay, I understand." If he explains it to her, mm-hmm. that you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a carrier, but I'm not afflicted with it.
3: Right. She, her, then
1: she's gonna say, "Well, then, that means that person is related to you
0: <laughs> somehow."
1: Jack. So- <clears throat>
0: So, how long did you guys laugh when they were walking in the park and she asked them, Do you crave my blood?
1: (laughs) I was like, Really? Again? Again. I I was like, Oh, is she going to say, What do I taste like? What do do you think I taste like? like, Oh my God. I
0: paused it and I started laughing because I said, I hear Anthony and Michael in my head right now. Like, I I heard y'all in my head when
1: she. All you heard was me
2: go. Ugh.
1: uh-huh <laughs> she said it she said it uh, with a little bit more dignity than Diana said it.
2: yeah because she said
1: she it was, in a different way I was
0: curious because she was like okay so you're a vampire you're supposed to crave you're supposed to crave blood so are you cra- you know are you craving my blood right yeah. now and he was like no you're not in that but he said you're not in any danger he didn't say no he wasn't craving her blood <laughs> that's, <laughs> true. Any danger. Yeah, that's true
3: but
1: <laughs> that is so yeah. much better that is so much better than what would I taste like? What would I taste like?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh my god, this
1: stuff. Why is that the ultimate why is that the question they want to know? Why is that the question? <laughs> why why would you tempt a vampire with tasting your blood? Why because would you do
0: I, that? I think I think a little bit of that is I think some of that is also a little bit of naivete. Like they're they're really just being naive and just being like, oh, that's just it's not that he's a vampire yes i do realize he says that you can't believe everything that you hear that's probably the one thing you should believe but i but i liked marcus's i think i won't even say i liked marcus's answers better i think it's that phoebe asked more direct questions and he was i mean literally marcus is just about proving who who he is to this woman i don't and not necessarily in a proving way, sharing who he is with this person. Like, I feel like it's been a long time since he's had the chance to do that with someone who wasn't a vampire. I mean, he even told her none of his human friends knew that he was a vampire except for her. So I like. I did like the dialogue. I did like finding out a little bit more about Marcus and his background. Um, And like Lori said, I think... Of, of course this is going to be something important and they've got to be showing it to us for a reason mm-hmm. you know right now at this moment in the, you know at this point in time in this moment it's got to be for a reason it's going yeah. to be important
4: it has to why why else would they spend so much time in season two giving us all of this marcus phoebe stuff i mean they're technically they're wasting valuable screen time because we could be we could be finding out more about say benjamin or we could be deciphering
1: the book exactly
4: exactly but they've wasted what an episode and a half on these two so and and i did read a synopsis and as far as i can tell for book two they really weren't in it that much so I'm a little clueless as to why they're doing all this.
2: Well, you know, it's like the translation from book to TV always has some some veer offs from the fork in the road. Right, so right, probably, yeah. right. I mean, they probably right. probably figured that these Marcus and Phoebe's story would be, or Marcus having Marcus and Phoebe in it would be would be something that adds to it. So I mean, it's just what
4: it is. So. I, I still think that they're going to spin it off into a new Discovery of Witches series and it's going to star Marcus and Phoebe. I still believe that.
0: I was going to say what what may end up happening because right now we don't have any um, news that there's going to be a season for um, all of the cast, crew, Diana Hartness, everyone once season three wrapped, they were basically like, that's it for Discovery mm-hmm. of Witches. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking... If they're making Marcus and Phoebe a focus now, that maybe what they're planning on doing is bringing more of this story into season three than, oh. it, than there was in book three, you know, kind of maybe yeah. combining a little bit. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, it is possible that they're going to do that. Um, the other thing is, I, I, I love. I'm starting to really like the friendship between Marcus and the demons, between him and Nat and him and Sophie. Like, mm-hmm. he actually has somebody he can talk to about girl problems now. Like, Nat's just like, bruh, you got it bad. Like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. You just got to give her time. You got to be patient. Right. And Sophie comes downstairs and she's in labor and it's early. And it's like, I have to say, the birth of this baby in this episode... It felt, it felt a bit subdued to me. And I don't know if maybe that was just because of the fact that they are worried about her existence causing an issue with the congregation, like the congregation may try to take her or whatever. But I really felt like when, when the baby was born, it was just kind of you know how you see scenes in, in movies and in TV when babies are born, there's lots of joy, there's lots of crying, there's lots of laughter and excitement, and literally Sophie was just like...
2: Oh, cool. Let me hold her.
0: Cool. Thank you. It she was, looked
4: exhausted is what she looked like. I'm sorry. She, she
0: did, just, and I know that she's worried, too. It's just, it. I don't know, It it just felt weird to watch
2: what I mean it wasn't like like you know the birth scene in V the television series where the baby literally crawled out of the womb and it's like I don't know some people were probably expecting that but that's not what happened but it's like what happened after is what pissed me off it's like freaking knocks in his freaking his freaking chocolate salty balls I'm so sick of this <laughs> okay
0: here's the other thing too with that whole thing so I really think that when marcus went to baldwin to ask him for help i think for a minute he almost got through to baldwin almost here's where i think the mistake was made of course baldwin being baldwin he has to be a little bit of an asshole he has to run his mouth and he's sitting there and he's really trying it feels like he's really trying to push marcus's buttons because of course Baldwin wants to be Grandmaster of the Knights of Lazarus. That's all he really cares about. And when Marcus is refusing to hand it over to him and then he turns around and says, hey, I'm going to use this to help all creatures. Baldwin starts pushing his buttons, you know? And this is, of course, after Marcus has already asked him for help. So the, so the, the, the big secret is out there, okay? Baldwin is pushing buttons, pushing buttons, pushing buttons. I think where marcus messed up even though it was a very classy way i feel like to handle that situation he messed up when he told baldwin now i see why philippe was so disappointed in you
3: yeah. i think
0: once he said that baldwin was like fuck you and then to follow that up Jabert comes into baldwin's office and basically accuses him of colluding with Matthew and the rest of the Declaremonts in covering up whoever this blood rage murder is. And of course, Baldwin, yes, he's a de, he's a Declaremont. He's gonna look out for himself. But if you think about it, the people of the De Claremont family that's existing now are not the people that he chose. He was Philippe's blood son, not Isabel's. He's not Matthew's blood brother. He's not Marcus's blood relative his connection to that family is philippe right and philippe is no longer there it's isabel's branch of the family that's causing the problems with whoever this blood rage vampire is so i think at this point baldwin is about to i I think he feels like he's about to cut ties
2: yeah he's about to be
0: like you know what i'm gonna worry about me i'm gonna protect me we're gonna let them worry about themselves
2: yeah, but see Baldwin's in so much trouble already. I mean, he already owes a favor to Domenico and a favor favor to Agatha. And he he's barely held on to leadership in to leadership. And it's like he is I mean, he has so much he has so much going on that it's like I mean, I think that despite him being he still reminds me of Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes. But it's like he is he has so much stuff that he's he has to deal with that he's going to have that. He's, he's starting to believe that he's going to have to sacrifice certain things in order to maintain his station. And one of those things is probably Marcus and Matthew in order to sacrifice in order, in order to keep, to keep his leadership and and to keep the respect of others that he's going to have to, he's going to have to sacrifice them in order to keep his station. So I mean, that's going to come up. But and I don't it, think...
1: It's it's obvious that he doesn't like Matthew or Marcus or any right. of them at all.
0: It seems like he might like Isabel a little, or I would say he probably respects Isabel as Philippe's partner or as Philippe's mate. But again, Isabel's bloodline is the cause for all of this strife. So now I think, I really think he's about to be like, okay, you know what? This is where we, you know, this is where we part.
1: Yeah, this is like cutting your losses.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has but he has more sense to go than to go directly after Isabel and like some people, they're like he'll go around the periphery instead of going straight into straight at straight at her. Mm-hmm.
1: But see, they, the him him, Zabair, and Peter Knox all suffer from this lack of creative thinking. Like they don't look at the big picture because they're so worried about the details. Mm -hmm. Like, a little bit of tact. uh, You know, be more like Domenico. I can't believe I'm saying it. (laughs) Be more like Domenico. Oh my
0: God, let me write this down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. Look at the situation. Look at all the possibilities. Look at different ways. Read the room. Look at the different ways to approach the situation. Like Baldwin. Instead of instead of vilifying Marcus and Matthew, why don't you use them to your advantage? Like, why why, do, why is your first instinct to be like, well, it's, I guess it's time for me to cut these tainted blood people loose. So, but dude, they're the Claremonts just like you, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I am i don't like Baldwin. I don't like Zuberian. I don't like Peter Knox and Alex
3: <laughs>
1: and, okay. and I'm starting to like Domenico a lot.
4: Yeah, you and me both. See, here's here's my problem that I have with Baldwin. I think that, and I'm going to use some graphic language here, Baldwin is butthurt because he didn't get picked. That's Baldwin's problem. And I mean, for the Knights. I mean, you would think that being the head of the congregation would be enough for somebody like him. But no, his dad did not pick him to take over the Knights. Therefore, he's butthurt and he's pissed off. And the fact that he's literally bullying marcus into giving it to him says that marcus is the right person to do it because philippe and matthew know that maybe this person shouldn't be in charge i mean throughout everything we've seen it just seems like he has a singular goal to be in charge tonight you have to ask yourself why i mean if your dad didn't give it to you there's a reason
1: but i do you are the head of the family. Exactly. You are the head of the congregation. Mm-hmm. You don't need all three. You mm-hmm. got two out of three. You know, what? Three.
0: Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what? What the issue may be. Baldwin is head of the congregation only because of his status as Philip's blood son, and he's the oldest. That's the only reason he has the congregation. I have a feeling if it had to do with choice. Matthew? It probably would have gone to Matthew. I mean, again, we haven't seen uh, Philippe and Baldwin interact. We don't know much about their relationship as far as the show goes, Mm -hmm. but we see or we have seen the relationship that exists between Matthew and Philippe and however it was prior to them going back to 1590, we know where that bond ended up and how strong it was. You know, right. his love for Matthew was strong enough that he accepted Diana into the family and like literally by blood I I feel I feel
1: like Philippe treated probably treated Baldwin more like a comrade more like a brother as opposed to like a son Mm -hmm. which is how he treats Matthew Mm -hmm. and 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 how Baldwin is only head of the congregation because of that relationship to Philippe, it's almost as if he's only head of the family because Isabel chooses not to be. So he's got those two positions mm. by default, and the position he wanted to be selected for, he didn't get selected for. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, you got two out of the three. You don't need the knights to validate you. i we're, we're sorry that. You know your white privilege as a white male,
2: you, exactly. head
1: of the congregation and head of the, the Claremont family. That the one you didn't get chosen for, you are upset about.
4: Sorry, that was perfect.
1: Just, but it's true, Agatha. Agatha was right. It, mm-hmm. It's like she was right. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all, y'all are privileged. Y'all were given things, and here you are complaining. Because the one thing you weren't given, you don't have. But, dude, you are the head of the Claremont family. the Arguably the most powerful vampire family in the world. And you are head of the congregation, which is the most powerful creature organization in the world. But here's and you're the complaining because you're not in charge of some derelict, defunct organization that barely is in existence at all. And, and you're upset real. about it.
0: And but I'm real. telling you, the reason why he's upset is because he didn't earn either one of those positions. Huh? And, he didn't earn also, that one and, and also, <laughs> granted, he may be the head of the de DeClaremont family by birth and because he's a male. But who do you think really leads that family?
1: Oh, Isabel. Isabel.
0: Let Baldwin turn his mouth the wrong way against Isabel. Isabel is gonna be a black mama up in that bitch. You hear me?
1: Isabel be like, "Don't get it twisted, son. Yeah, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Like you, to- you, you, may think you're the head of the family, but we know who runs this. But
0: we know we, we know we know who runs right, stuff. right.
1: But I'm just, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm pretty sure because I, if I think Baldwin might be older than Isabel, I think he may have been a vampire longer than Isabel."
0: Probably so. so. Still don't matter.
1: But it doesn't matter. <laughs> what, what did she say? Wait, how to go, read that quote again? What did she say to Javert?
0: <laughs> she said, You do well to remember who you're threatening.
1: Right. Baldwin best not be wanting to hear that speech. Yeah,
2: exactly. He don't want he don't want he doesn't want any parts of that, no matter what. What kind of absolute
0: power he's trying to get? He not
1: am, is- not but, am. But I understand what you're saying, Hanako. But I'm I'm still serious. He is privileged enough to be in the two positions that he does have. Accept them. You know, accept them. Be the best that you can at those two positions. Stop pining and being upset about the one that you don't have, which in actuality you don't really want. You know, I think. Oh,
0: the- no, I think he, he does. I think, no,
1: I'm, I'm, I, I mean, as in you don't really want because you know, it, it, I, 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 it's basically a defunct, derelict group. Like, yeah, you can call them up when you need them, but for the most part, they're not really doing anything right now.
0: But I mean, they're still respected. I mean, think about the way Domenico reacted when uh, Phoebe told him. You know, when he saw the medal, he just kind of looked like, oh. You know, and like she told Marcus, he respected it. Yeah. It may be a derelict group, they still have respect. You can still do Is Domenico
1: I, is Domenico a member of the
4: night? Uh not that I know of, mm. but I will but say he, this he because of the
2: respect that, she, that she knew that she knew um Marcus.
0: Right. Right.
4: Yeah.
2: He knew, he knew better. He knew better than to mess with her.
0: Right. Well, yeah. Once yeah, she said no, that. Yeah. Was, that once she basically named name dropped him was like Marcus is yeah. grand grandmaster. She he's like,
1: I, Right. Me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Hold on. <laughs> can 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 we talk about how Phoebe? Just be volunteering information. Oh,
4: girl! Oh, girl! Be leaking like a sieve. But
0: you know <laughs> what? and right.
2: Marcus are together because Marcus volunteered all that shit on top of the roof, and she just volunteered <laughs> that shit right there. They're, but no,
0: I think she did that. Volunteer. I think she did that because she suspected that Dominica was a vampire, and that was one way for her to be sure.
3: Mm it didn't
1: seem that way it just seems like oh yeah whatever he's like Mm-mm. marcus is a member of the dice of when he's a grandma she just threw it out there like yeah no, whatever. Uh-uh.
0: she did That's that, what it she, seems did that like. she did that on purpose because remember when Domenico approached her he said i have some questions about the robbery she automatically assumed that he was a cop and then the question yep. he started mm-hmm. asking and then mm-hmm. he said what has marcus whitmore told you she was like marcus she was like you're not a cop and then when she got ready to try to leave remember he was trying to grab her to keep her from going until her appraiser came in that's when she started realizing oh okay because the fact that he would know that she knew marcus how would he know that unless he's been watching them why would he be watching them true true vampire but see, politics
4: True. yeah let see yeah you're right but see i i'm i'm a little bit half and half on this Because I think that she took a gamble on guessing, but at the same time, she can't hold water. Now, if it would have been
0: you or me, we would have been like, "Mm, maybe we shouldn't say something, but this one spills. Think about it. You have your appraiser who is used to looking at old stuff, ancient stuff all the time when you mention the Knights of Lazarus, nobody knows what it is. If you mention the Knights of Lazarus and, and, and there's a spark of recognition, that's telling, that's confirming to her what Marcus has already told her. You know? Okay. That's the way, okay. that's the but, way but, but
4: given that, what about the fact that she gets a spark of recognition, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he is a vampire. He could have been a witch, could have been a demon. She doesn't know. All she knows is that he's a
0: creature. He's super But, dead. but no, again, at this point, she doesn't know about the other creatures. She only oh, knows about vampires. That's true, that's true, that's true. So All right, okay, I get I, I, I the point. Yeah, if you are a human, the Knights of Lazarus is not gonna be an important name to you because it only exists for vampires. Or monster hunters. So... If if you're human and you mentioned Knights of Lazarus, your question is going to be, well, what's that? The fact mm-hmm. that Domenico backed off and was like, enjoy your evening and stepped away, that just, that was just confirmation for her. That, oh, okay, this dude is snooping. This dude is trying to find out some information. Let right. me see if this is really as important as Marcus says it is. Hey, Yes, I got this from the from the grandmaster. Oh, my bad. I, I, excuse me. That that literally confirmed that for her. You know, but what I was gonna say, getting back to Baldwin, I think maybe the other thing, and maybe I'm reading too much into this. I think the other thing with Baldwin is Baldwin looks for. The positions because he wants so badly to be respected and feared because he is not loved think about it if philippe didn't treat him the way that i mean the way that philippe treated matthew even before he and matthew made that truce there was still some love there the way that matthew talks about philippe there's always been love there, even even if there was some trepidation. Which now we know why there was trepidation, because he had to be the one to kill him. But he always spoke with, uh, he always spoke about Philippe with a little bit of love and respect. Marcus, when he talks about Philippe and Isabeau, there is a lot of love and joy in his voice. If you if you pay attention to the way he talks about them, whenever he brings up Philippe and Isabeau's names. He smiles. He he talks about them in a good tone of voice, in a good attitude. You know, nobody talks about Baldwin like that. No well, well, I'll tell, I'll I'll say this. In the in the book stuff,
4: Baldwin, as I have said before, was treated as a contemporary, like you said, with Philippe, because he's just as old. He's also from ancient Greece. He was always considered the alpha male. He was always considered the one that you to go out and have drinks with after a fight. The problem occurred when Philippe and Isabel got together, and they were fine, and then Matthew came along. And the very it says in the book, the very first time that Matthew and Baldwin met, they hated each other instantly because Baldwin instinctively knew that Philippe and Isabel would love Matthew more. So there's your point. Second, Baldwin has an unnatural hate for anyone who has the blood curse for it he literally in book one i'm going through book two right now book one he literally told us you're filthy you're dirty you and all of your kind should have been exterminated he's almost uh, a snob he literally talks to her with no respect throughout book one. I mean, he doesn't call her the B word, but he's pretty darn close. And because of her respect for her husband, she doesn't say too much, but Matthew does. It's like, you don't talk about my mama. That's kind of what it is. I mean, Baldwin literally tells Isabel:
0: not only should your children have been destroyed, but you should have been destroyed also. But again, goes back to jealousy because right? even though she had the blood curse... Right, right. The blood rage, and she had that curse, and Matthew had the curse, mm-hmm. and then passed it on to Marcus. Philippe let them live. He created a whole organization to protect Isabel and her sires. That kind of love is something Baldwin probably will never experience. And jealousy. Wal-
4: and Baldwin, and I don't know this or not. I believe that Baldwin has some information about a certain person's son that the other person doesn't have, and he's been holding on to it for a very long time. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't and, be surprised. And I think that that and I think that that also has a very big uh, uh, ramifications on what's going to happen later. Because when all I'm going to say is that when everything with Benjamin comes out. You guys' jaw are going to be like on the floor drop. It's like, <gasps> especially when you find out a few key things about him. Mm-hmm. And I believe, and I don't know, this is all speculation. I believe that Baldwin knows just enough that he wants the Knights in order to finish what he thinks is the eradication of the blood rage out so that he can be pure again. Meaning the vampires. Mm-hmm. So Gloria has a theory. Yes, I do. Oh,
0: I have a theory. Yeah, Baldwin's whole thing, I think, is mainly based in jealousy. Because again, Philippe loved Isabel so much that he created an organization to protect her. Even though Matthew is afflicted with the blood rage, Philippe didn't kill him. He used Matthew as his assassin to wipe everyone else out who had it or who were infected. But when it came to Marcus, Matthew didn't complete the job. And apparently, Philippe either held Matthew in such esteem or held Marcus in such esteem that he didn't press the issue. Again, Marcus has never spoken about Philippe with any animosity. He's never spoken with him with anything suggesting that Philippe didn't like him, that Philippe didn't want him, that Philippe didn't accept him as part of the family. He speaks of both Isabel and Philippe like when he talks about his grandparents, he talks about them the way a kid talks about their natural. Oh
4: no, Marcus Marcus is, they have said quote unquote in the synopsis, Marcus is their favorite grandson. So, they love again, Marcus.
0: Like, they love, love him. Again, motivation for Baldwin because nobody loves him like that.
4: Well, and I think that when we delve into a couple different things, which I'm not going to talk about later on in the series, we're going to see exactly how much Baldwin actually hates people with the blood, uh, the, the blood rage. Because I think that Baldwin's motivation is, of course, power. But I think it's not just only to be loved i don't think that baldwin thinks that he's respected by not he i don't think he cares about the congregation i think he cares about the actual people and i think that baldwin really and truly wants one thing i think he wants isabel isabel to actually do a mea culpa and capitulate and say yes you are truly the head of the family he's had the family. But I get the feeling that it's head of family, but I'm still mom and you got to kind
0: of toe the line. That will never happen. Oh, I know that. And a matter of fact, you had stepped away from the computer when, when we were discussing that. I said, yeah, Baldwin may be head of the family, but who really want, runs that family? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because yeah. even when Jaber goes to Baldwin, who does he eventually have to go to to try to get things done?
4: yeah
0: yep. that's true that's true I just I, I don't know I don't know uh, I, I I, don't know and I just, Baldwin is I, I have a feeling Baldwin is about to lose a little bit more of his respect he's about to lose a little bit more of his power because once Agatha figures out oh that Baldwin was, knows about the baby and that was and, how Peter Knox found out Agatha is coming for his ass he couldn't wait to tell him. I mean, you know, was it run tell that that Martin Lawrence used to do. He it's ran and told to that. that. But yeah. like I said, he did that for two reasons. He did it one because yep. Marcus insulted him by saying mm. that was why Philippe was always disappointed in him. Yep, yep, yep. And two because Jabert came in and said. I hope you're not mixed up in all this declare, you know, I hope you're not mixed up in the cover up of this declare my stuff. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it, you know, like I said, I'm chomping at the bit because I, I forget how many episodes we have left. I, uh, there's no way there is so <laughs> much that they need to get done to finish off book two that they can't get to.
1: See, I I, I, I have a theory yes i have a theory my theory is that marcus has got his stuff together he's gonna rally the knights and they're going to make this baby and sophia and him the the the, they're gonna make them disappear and knox is never gonna find them that's a that's gonna be the knight's that's, that's what Marcus, because what, what did Phoebe tell him? You need to find, you know, a way to make them relevant again. You're in charge. And if you they, need to
0: find a way to help everyone.
1: Everyone. Right. everyone. And And that, to him, that's what he's going to do. He's like, I got an idea. We need to protect this baby. Baby disappears. Sophia disappears. And her husband, they're gone. They're, they're vanished. Uh,
4: okay. And okay. the knights oh.
1: have them hidden somewhere. Mm. And Peter will never find them.
4: Okay. All right. Okay. All I'm going to say is that I support that theory. I like that theory. In fact, I love that theory. But um, that could happen. But at the same time, if it doesn't happen, what would that mean for everybody else around them? If
0: that makes sense. Oh, it's about if, to be a war.
1: If it doesn't, yeah, it's going to be a war. It's, it's that baby, to be a war. If, right, right. if okay. Peter said, it, I know we're getting ahead, but didn't Peter say um, arrangements will soon follow?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. yes. And, yeah, right,
1: and right. Agatha is not going to allow that to happen. That Agatha means threatened
0: his life. She said, if you touch my granddaughter, I will cure, kill you with my bare hands.
1: Yeah, and I believe it. Oh, yeah. I don't don't think no amount of black magic is going to stop her.
2: No matter black magic, is going to stop a black (laughs) woman. No, I agree.
1: And here's the other thing you don't take threats from a black woman lightly. Black woman, she looks
3: Jamaican.
1: Are you kidding me? If she says, I am going to kill you if you touch their child, believe it.
4: Oh yeah, no, no, that's not even a that's not even a thing. Like I said, she looks, she look. I grew up my, my my home church back home when I had a huge Jamaican population, and when they said they were gonna get you, they meant it. So yeah, that's what she reminded me of. I'm like, oh, that that's, used to be Aunt Sally. They used to know back from church. Okay, um,
1: I'm I'm basing all this on on them having lived with him, that mm-hmm. he's already protected them. He tried to take care of the baby. Tried to take care of Sophia. He had the conversation with Phoebe where she said, "You need to help everyone and find something, you know, for the knights to do to be relevant." And and this is it. And and then that would also make help me understand why he finally decided not to give it to Baldwin because that would be the last last thing. Right. That 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 he should do, and, and when he realizes, you know what, yeah, I could do some good with it, and the first good thing they could do is protect this baby.
0: And that's what he said. He said, My yeah. first charge as grandmaster will be to protect this child and her family. Yeah. And that's what that's another thing that pissed ball went off because he was like, The knights were protected to protect, I mean, the knights were created to protect vampire interests. The Claremont specifically. Right. Right. Yeah. But see. You have to ask yourself
4: again, pixie dust, the baby, not only is she special because she was born to demons, she's got to have some magical juice herself because she was born to
0: demons and she's a witch. But I think that baby to is part of that prophecy uh, Philippe spoke of. That could be, that could be. You're I think so she's right. going to be part of that prophecy. Yeah. I think her, she and Diana are going to be connected in some kind of way. Well, it has to be, has yeah. to be.
4: Because Sophie... I, I Like I said, I, I don't have kids, and I'm watching Sophie, besides the fact that she looks exhausted. I mean, literally looks exhausted and totally over it. I'm looking at Sophie, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's worried. But on top of that, there's like a a layer of extra worry, not with her just being the baby's mom. Not like a, a third or fourth layer of worry. that I, I have a feeling that because of her visions, she has
0: seen something. That she hasn't shared with the rest of the room yet. Mm. Does
4: anyone get that feeling?
0: That 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 would make sense.
4: Mm. I mean, I just got that, that. It's and again, this is not all. It just seems that there's something else that she may not have mentioned.
1: That's interesting, but but one thing that I always try to keep in the back of my mind when reading fantasy and dealing with fantasy authors, is that in order to prepare you for something in the future, mm-hmm. they give you something either in the present or the past that is similar. You know, we got in Lord of the Rings, when we talked about Luthien and Baron, their story, which was a reflection of Aragon and um, Arwen's story. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a common theme that we will give you something in the past that's similar to what's going on now
3: mm-hmm. and
1: here I have a feeling now, I don't know anything about what's supposed to happen or whatever but I have a feeling that the birth of this baby is a prelude to another baby that is supposed to fulfill the prophecy that's going to be born and that's because yeah. we have this two witches have a demon who marries a demon who has a witch as a child. And, and
4: whose baby would that be?
1: That would have to be Shut up, the Laura. baby between okay, Shut up. between a vampire and a witch. <laughs> it just seems to follow that it that we're being set up for the birth of a baby between Matthew and Dana. It seems like it's just pretty obvious. You're just preparing us for that by giving us a a, a relevant related birth that is sort of interesting and got some, you know, stuff, some some mystery and some intrigue surrounding it, boom, we're going to have another baby that's going to be even more important, that's going to fulfill the prophecy. I I said it. It's like a I'm calling scale, it.
2: It's a lower scale development that happens that leads to a bigger, a much larger scale. Development. Right. It's a okay. common
1: theme in all fantasy. You will see it over and over and right. over again. They give you a pass. George R. Martin does it brilliantly Ooh. throughout Game of Thrones. This stuff has happened in the past, and look, is something similar happened now that they, they basically prepared you for it. So when it happens, you're not you're stunned. But it does hit you.
4: Oh, well, okay. I I will grant you that. They're, 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 yeah, I give you that. Of but see, we didn't get that payoff in Game of Thrones, but we're not going to talk about we're that. We're not going to yeah. talk about that. But my, my, okay, yeah. But see, wild cards, again, they didn't do that. But my thing is is that, okay, so, so we can throw it out there that there may be some sort of other children, but the ramifications is that the congregation now it's got a new problem. And the problem is that all of a sudden, all creatures, demons, vampire, witches, are suddenly able to have children biologically. And I'm not saying whether Matthew, Diana are gonna have a child, or if you're gonna get uh, a witch child or another demon child. The fact that something is happening with their evolutionary process in their DNA, that they are now all of a sudden, after hundreds and hundreds of years, able to have children again, does that mean that because Diana with Ashmore seven thirty eight, I think it's right seven twenty eight. Uh, the fact, yeah, is that there's something changing with them that their DNA is being rewritten because Diana and Matthew went into the past and they changed something subtly, and then they're in the future. The thing thing with Kelly Edward Kelly, could it be the thing with Queen Elizabeth, or could it be the thing that maybe something goes happens with Jack? That changes something just slightly, that throughout the ripples of time, again, butterfly effect, that now, even though they're back in the past and they're in the the future or current day, something changed. And now all of a sudden, fertility is back on the table for all the species. You know?
1: I I think, I think, I'm sorry, I think there are two possibilities. I think the first possibility is that it's always been possible, it's just that due to you know, the rules of them not congregating or not being with each other had become so pervasive that they forgot how it used to be when they used to bang each other all the time and have kids and it wasn't that big of a deal. But then all of a sudden you make it a big deal and now y'all are down off because y'all aren't doing what y'all are supposed to do. Okay. Second possibility is like Dr. Malcolm said in Jurassic Park, life Finds a way,
3: <laughs> always,
1: <laughs> always. So yes. if right. if if Mother Nature sees okay, you guys aren't doing what y'all supposed to do, okay, boom, I'm gonna make it where y'all can have kids now. So there's two possibilities. One day has always been possible, and they stopped for various reasons. And now racism between you know speciesism or however you want to call it is causing this issue. And number two. It's just that the way things work, life finds a way, according to Dr. Malcolm.
0: Okay, I, I'll, I'll give you Jurassic that. Jurassic Park reference I, <laughs> I go with your first theory. And the reason why I say that is because I even thought, I thought it was very important that they put the whole thing about Marcus allowing Phoebe to feel his heartbeat. Because Matthew mentioned something about that to Diana before when they had dinner she said something about them not being alive. And he said, you know, he mentioned that they do have heartbeats. They just beat very slowly. In my mind, if you have a heartbeat, no matter how slow it is, you are not quite dead, you know? And even when Philippe did the blood vow with Diana, that was supposed to signify her um, transition into a declare mind, the same way that vampires, you know, they die, but they're not completely dead. they're kind of in limbo, and then they're brought back to life
1: I, kind you, of, I think you and I had this conversation before about vampires because I asked you about vampire reproduction and and how vampires work and, and like their hearts don't beat, so there's no like there's no circulation and the reason why they have to feed off of blood is because they can't create their own
3: mm-hmm. But, and
1: they can't produce because they don't have. A, they don't. They. Uh, I don't want to use the word. Yes. They, they don't have stuff don't have that,
4: that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then explain how Caroline
0: had twins. I'm just saying that
3: was, what, a, that
0: was a witch. I know. I know. I know. I'm not going into that. But okay.
1: but, but Hanukkah yeah, Hon- know under, you understand yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so you're right. If their heart is beating then everything that we know about vampires doesn't apply to them mm-hmm. because they're not undead. We can say they're cursed. Maybe they are cursed. Mm-hmm. but they're hurt. And that goes back to, um, you know, demons not being demons in the sense that we think they are. Right. You know, and witches not really being witches in the way that we think they are. And the same thing with the vampires. Yeah. They're not as we think vampires are. She's created something totally different
0: yeah i i kind of i kind of view the vampires as if not necessarily like they died and came back it's almost like they were in a coma and they you know they were resurrected they you know they came back after being in the coma and the coma just fundamentally changed their um their body chemistry their physiology that's kind of how i look at it because again if you have a heartbeat to me, that means you're not not dead. dead.
1: You're not dead. And you have a circulatory system.
0: Right. So if you're not dead, then why wouldn't you be able to reproduce? You know? And then if this is the case with Diana and Matthew, which I believe it is because I accidentally got spoiled, um, then how, how could it not happen? I mean, she's the most powerful witch there is. Like, her untapped potential is so great. Why wouldn't she be able to create life from if, nothing
1: if Scarlet Witch could do it? I'm
2: pretty sure. No way. Here we go talking about chaos magic again.
0: <laughs> but I'm, I, it I, but, but I mean, but oh, you're oh. right
1: because if, if I know we're, we're getting into the weeds here, but if she, if, if they I are. <laughs> If they, some one of us likes weed a lot, I'm not saying who.
0: Oh, I I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what was I saying? Oh, the uh, having the heartbeat, it's like. Re- remember, we were saying we were talking about the first vampire was a witch trying to become immortal. Mm-hmm. If you were, if you wanted to live a long time one of the things you would want to do I guess would be slow your heartbeat down yeah. I mean would that be something that would, ha- would that be something that would happen and you would need to drink blood because your body is just not producing enough blood on its own because of how slow your metabolism is yeah you and, and and yeah I, I mean it's I'm trying cancer. not to get bogged down into the science of vampires but these are obviously not the vampires that we know of
0: right and like like I say you know, a lot of people when they read more modern vampire tales the the complaint is always with this is not the way vampires are supposed to be this is not what they were created to be like this is not what the classic vampire is um don't yeah. y'all think vampires need to evolve too why can't they go through different physical changes you know with their bodies with their why not yeah now of course the whole having babies thing could be questionable but again in this case if Matthew and Diana were to have a kid Diana is actually human so her having a baby wouldn't be anything out of the ordinary it would just be
1: I I guess technically she they would say she's not a human she's a creature she's a a
0: warm blood
1: (laughs) okay there you go
0: that's what they oh. call humans, I mean. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah.
4: I don't, I, I, well, this is biological versus uh, uh, metaphysical, so I would categorize her as a warm-blood human and not a witch as far as reproductive is concerned. God, I can't believe I just actually said that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh yeah, no, I, I I think that but see here's the other problem that you have as you evolve through being a vampire, being a uh a witch, and being a demon, your your DNA is going to be reflective of on your society, where you live, health issues and things. So Diana is roughly early to mid 30s. She's perfectly healthy. Uh she can get pregnant, she, in the book, which I found interesting, and this is from book one, so it's not really a spoiler. Uh, uh, what was the name of the servant, uh, the servant that helped Yisabeau? Uh, Martha. Yes, in the book, they make a very big deal out of the fact that she and, and Isabel make Diana learn certain uh, herbs and they spend an entire day at Septor, uh picking out the herbs, identifying them, drying them to make this tea. Only when they go to the farmhouse in New York, uh, my, uh, Matthew smells it and he gets pissed off. It's an aborticate. Basically Yisabeau and Marta decided amongst themselves that even though he is a vampire, it's a possibility. She should get, she could get pregnant. So they make her drink this herbal tea. They don't tell her what the tea is for. But they make her learn it and they give her enough of a 60 90 day supply and say this will make you sleep better drink it every day so when she toss it out at the house and she's making her tea he takes it he throws it against the the door calls them over in france and yells at them because it's birth control
0: and that was in book one okay okay but you know n- the theory that she's going to get pregnant or that they're going to be pregnant is also one i kind of saw coming because Mm -hmm. after they got married after they consummated their relationship what do we get we get a scene where he's reminiscing about his son and she talks about i'm sorry we won't ever have children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the big giveaway right there Yeah, she just looks like i wish i could give you children Yeah. yeah i'm sorry we won't ever have children of our own yeah okay y'all are gonna get pregnant yeah. wink, wink wink right ex- exactly now hey. the qu- now the question would be are you getting pregnant in 1791 or i mean 1591 or are you going to get pregnant in 2020 2021 that's the question because we still don't know i i think i know the answer to that but again as far as the show goes we don't know where they're going to end up we don't know if they're staying in 1790 I mean 1591 I don't know why I keep wanting to say 1790s I think I'm thinking outlander but (laughs) you know I I
4: think the I think the real question is is if she is pregnant can she make it through time and sustain the pregnancy Claire did it in outlander so well I haven't seen outlander (laughs) I, I I'm sorry. I gave it two episodes and I was out. I couldn't do it. We we
0: I know it's a different subject. <laughs>
2: yeah, i learned I learned it get those, those first first episodes drag. Okay, you
0: know what? I'm about to kick y'all off my podcast right now. Drag. I'm about to kick y'all off. I didn't like it.
1: And and I, I just know the, couldn't get through I, it. I know to stay away from that topic.
0: Yes, you do, because I will I, I will have the person who lives with you, who's related to you by marriage, jump into this conversation. <laughs> so
4: <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> That's funny. Mentioned- so my, my thing is, is that I, I'm concerned about a couple of things. I'm concerned about whether or not if she is pregnant, which we all see coming, if the pregnancy can make itself viable in the future i'm concerned whether or not jack is going to be are they going to take him to the future with him or is he going to stay how does or, or that uh what's going on with her aunts are we ever talked about her aunts yeah i'm telling you we did i missed out uh, no i said we're going to talk oh, about them because because somebody's
0: aunt might wind up dead if she keeps screwing around with some stuff. Okay, so since 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 you gave us that very nice little segue, let's talk about em- Emily and Sarah. Emily gonna die. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> she gonna die because she's messing with stuff she shouldn't mess with.
1: Emily, you in danger, girl. Danger, <laughs> girl.
0: Yeah, I kind of see that writing on the wall, and it and it's. <sighs> You understand her need to try to figure out what's going on. But I mean, how many times do you have to argue with your wife to say, yo, you can't do it. And and the other thing is, I really want to know what happened in the past for Sarah to be so against it. Because if you think about it, Sarah keeps saying, you know what it'll do. You know what it does, blah, blah, blah. You know what will happen. Something could get through she's saying all of this as if they've had experience
3: with this so
1: she said several different like one it's addictive and two Mm -hmm. you know last time some you know something could come through but we know this from other things when you start accessing the other side Mm -hmm. you know that there's spirits on the other side Mm -hmm. Mm who like to want to come through and they're going to try to fool you show you what you want to see so you can invite them in. Yep. You know, perhaps, you know, to possess a doll or something. <laughs> you know, they're you know, you have a whole movie franchise. You know what?
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> with, with, with actors, they just... The, the con- con-
1: yeah. yeah, The Conjuring for those of you who are listening.
4: I'm thinking <laughs> Chucky. Annabelle. I'm thinking Chucky.
2: Exactly with with small start that, that started that in, sh- there should have been blockbuster movies about ducks, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> no way.
4: Uh, yeah, no, and the other thing is, is that a lot of this stuff, and again, this is something that I looked up, but they don't go into it in the books. Apparently, something really kicked off in the 1950s. When they went back to that specific time period, they haven't said, and I haven't really delved into it that much. The 1950s? Yes, because remember, the Rebecca that she's trying to contact is Rebecca that went back into the 1950s. That's the Rebecca she's trying. She's not trying to get a modern day version of Rebecca. She's trying to get Rebecca who's time walking at the time. So the oh, Rebecca I didn't that, know that. yes, okay. yes. If you pay attention, the oh. Rebecca that she's tried to talk to is somewhere around 1956,
2: 1957. Wow. So I didn't
4: even notice that. Oh, I know. They mentioned it the first the I think the first time she tried to do it. I yeah. don't remember that.
3: Huh.
4: But yeah, she so something happened, and I think it had to do with uh what's his name? Um uh uh ball's guy. Uh what's his name? Knox oh, I think okay. it had something to do with either not not Knox himself because he would have been like a kid but I think it had to do something with someone who was like Knox back then because you you if you look at the family history of the bishops and you look at uh, Diana's father those two family lines have always been issues with the regular uh congregational witches because of their power set Mm -hmm. so i think with her father being a time walker time spinning whatever they went back to the 50s and i think that they got themselves into just enough trouble that it had ramifications in the future so when you see rebecca you see the smoke and she's trying to say something i'm thinking that she's saying to emily don't contact me or go away or back out of the spell or run like hell that's what i'm thinking
2: Hmm. okay interesting
0: that see, that's giving me something to think about now. But um, yeah, again, I I wonder if some what has happened in the past with Emily and Higher Magic that makes Sarah so scared about it? cause I mean, Sarah literally freaks out. It had to be bad. It had to be really bad. <sighs> Yeah, I think not, she uh, just
1: I think uh, she just got lost in it. I think she just got addicted to it and, and she almost lost her. Like this is one of those scenes. She's like, you know how addictive it is.
0: But see, I wonder too if something if something with it I, I think it has something to do with Rebecca because if you listen to them talking They're talking about the fact that Emily and Rebecca used to used to uh, dabble in the higher magic, which leads me to believe that Emily and Rebecca may have been like best friends. I think that's they are best friends. Okay, that's how they met. That's how she met Sarah. And Sarah says something about how she used to practice it on her own, you know, because she wanted to try to impress Emily, and you know it she never did it with sarah i mean with um rebecca and emily and emily says she wanted to include you and sarah says i know i wouldn't let her i hated it. i resented it because it kept me away from her but basically her away from me or something like that so
4: yeah basically what happened with emily for what i gather is that emily went a step too far one time and she basically as usual trope lost her magic for a while she had to work her way back to getting it because she went too far with rebecca on a certain spell okay so but other than that they didn't really get too much into it other than that okay because again what's the trope you use too much magic you burn out and then you work your way back it's always a prank. Charmed, yes, charmed. Once upon a time, you can name several.
0: Yeah,
4: okay. But I really think that with the two women going to the little amphitheater temple slash thing, and I I don't know about you guys, I was so heartbroken watching Sarah, you know, do the heart rhythms, do the whole thing, and she's listening to her wife, and she sees her sister. Mm-hmm. And she just, I, I i literally had to stop and walk away because I was like, this is so painful to watch because she's tough, but you know, she misses her sister. Now, you know, I only have one sibling and, you know, and if anything would ever happen to him, I'd be heartbroken. And can, so I'm thinking, can you imagine if you've lost a sibling and you see them after X amount of years, even though they're a ghost, she was that had to rip her
0: apart, and not even just the fact that you lost the sibling; it's how you lost the sibling. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So when she got up and she tried to hug that that smoke, oh my god! I was like, uh... that just. And then she just she just sat there and and she was just like, no, 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 no. I, I was like, oh, just. Mm. Oh yeah, that 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 hit me in the heart, but also. And- that scene i i don't know i just felt like that scene was just there was something ominous about that scene like you said you you predicted that emily was probably gonna die having you know having something to do with this magic i kind of i'm i'm kind of worried about that too and i have a feeling it's gonna come a lot sooner than we want it to like i think i think that's probably gonna happen in this season Sometimes, yeah, to two yeah.
4: but to be honest with you if you think about emily's character all through last season all through this season you just get a sense that maybe she's not long for this earth you know because she had secrets that no one else had she had information that no one else had she's got power that maybe not anyone else knew about there's always been emily nice and sweet and then the real emily that's behind that that keeps coming out more and more mm-hmm. and it's not that she's evil it's just that she's just it's just there and it's more than maybe Sarah or even Diana wants to admit
0: yeah I can see that but it makes me sad because I love Valerie Pettiford in this role oh my gosh It's mm-hmm.
2: amazing she's really good in it yeah oh yeah oh yeah.
0: My gosh And I and I love Emily and I just oh I don't even want to think about the fact. But yeah, I yeah. I have a feeling it's gonna happen. And I have a feeling it's probably gonna happen in this in this season. I think it's gonna happen before the end of season two.
4: And Sarah will not Mm -hmm. be the same. I think it's probably
2: gonna be
0: the last episode. The last scene.
2: No, it's like close to the last scene, but yes, yeah, I don't
0: use yeah. the last scene, but I, I think it's gonna happen somewhere in there. But um, you know, one thing I do I did like about this um this episode is when we see Emily and Sarah have their argument. You know, this is around the same time that Isabel is basically reading Jaber for Filth. Mm. <laughs> she comes out to Emily with a glass of wine and she just says never sleep on an argument and she turns around and walks off and I thought that was just the sweetest thing because this is Isabeau the witch killer you know this is someone who has a history of not liking witches of killing witches of mass you know massacring witches and she has taken these two witches into her home at her son's request and it seems like over the past few months, I mean, its it's been several months at this point because Matthew and Diana have gone into a whole new year in the past. And I just, I love the way that these women seem to be finding some common ground. You know, its it's one of the things I love about the show is that they paint all of the women in a very powerful light, right. like you don't have weak women on this show except for Jillian. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, yeah. and I mean still she was like she was the one exception really. All of the other women in the show have been really strong and the bonds have been really strong and the way that they support each other and help each other that's one of the things i love about the show because with with so many shows and even in reality you know people are always putting women, pitting women against each other or there's always supposed to be like women aren't supposed to be friends women aren't supposed to help each other they're not supposed to lift lift each other up and they do all of that in this show and that's one of the things that i love so seeing isabel kind of come around even with the 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 episode where Emily and Sarah were trying to help her find that message to Philippe it was it was something that was very subtle but it had an impact on me as a as a viewer watching this relationship or this bond kind of form between those three so (sighs) I, I will say this as much as I love Emily and I'm you know bothered by the possibility that she might die. All I gotta say is they better not touch Isbo.
3: <laughs> they better
0: not touch her. I think she's fine. And I just, I just want to see her scrap one time. I want to see her fight one time. I just want to see a little bit of the old Isbo. Just a little
2: know, bit. You know, you know she, she, she regulated like crazy. Like She probably <laughs> yeah. beat everybody's ass. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it, it would be it would be interesting. I I don't know. I I'm. I want to see her fight, but at the same time, I'd rather see her sort of chairman of the board. You know, taking over uh, a meeting and just basically you know showing how powerful she is. You know, because she's she's not as old as Fleet, but she's almost as old. Mm-hmm. So, because they were talking about Marcha. the the maid saying that she was made uh, a vampire in her 60s that's why she's not as thin and as beautiful and as agile because she was basically 63 64 years old so her hands are gnarled she is old she is overweight and they were saying that she found it more of her liking to be a servant helping Yisabeau throughout her life because she knew Yisabeau as a human And because of her knowledge, she's seen her be strong. She's seen her take control, but she also saw her give up the power to become the wife of the family and purposely take a back seat. So if you've taken a back seat and you're letting your husband and your husband's been dead for about 70 years, you're getting over your grief. You're at the point now where your son's doing this, your other son's doing that, your grandson might be doing something. You're about two seconds away from me. You. you know what? I'm back being that boss. B. I'm gonna take control.
0: I want to see Isabel become head of the congregation because if she does, <laughs> between her and Agatha, mm. oh yeah. Hey, don't hey, don't sleep on Agatha. That's all I I'm saying. Even need to finish that sentence. Oh no, definitely don't. Man, let me tell you, demons may not have powers in the way that witches and vampires but I'm going to tell you Agatha's best weapon that mouth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because she puts people in their place and even when Knox was in there you notice Knox didn't use those magic balls against her oh no 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That. She knows better. and she, she right. flat out threatened him if you touch my granddaughter I will kill you with my bare hands um. What didn't, didn't crack a smile? Yeah. Not
2: one, yep. Yes, yeah, did she, not crack she, a smile. Yes. But yeah,
0: that's what you do not want to do. Mm-mm, no, <laughs>
1: what, what you're not gonna do is use, those, use your balls on
2: Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> nope, your balls to yourself.
0: But and,
4: and I saw, I saw a story i know we're all watching stuff saw a story where they specifically talk about nox's magical balls and they were saying that they used those specifically in this episode as a physical uh metaphor of his powers because of how he basically what they were saying is that he is magically not a shot caller but he is magically gifted in spells and incantations so he needs to use a physical prop of the balls in order to do, quote unquote, real magic, which I thought was
0: fascinating. You know, I was going to say something about that, too, because if you think about it, I don't know that we've ever seen Knox really do magic without right. them. He's not magically gifted. So it's all, it's almost like he's. It's almost like he's a siphon. <laughs> like exactly, I was have, trying not to say to that. Draw his he needs yes. to draw his powers from something else in order right.
4: to. Yes, he needs a physical manifestation. Yes,
0: yeah, I, I forget. I it was so basically was... he's squib. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I
4: don't know if it was bleeding cool or whatever, but yeah, basically that's exactly what they said, which I thought was fascinating, because I'm 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 always intrigued when we watch an episode and about a week into after the episode different articles pop up about certain things about the episodes, and the algorithm, you know, puts it in our direction, we're like, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. You know, that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, he he is not magically gifted. He's gifted in spells and incantations, and he needs, basically, he needs a wand to do something.
0: Hmm. So, he ain't even a real witch, none of
2: a queen. <laughs> 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 And the thing is, you could kind of tell in the oh, first he's thing.
0: impotent.
2: Sorry, they, Michael. What
0: was
2: that? He's impotent. Yeah, but it's like no. when they, when they were talking when she was talking about um Diana time walking. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell he was out of his element. That he had no, idea. like he was like oh. Like, that's way beyond my pay grade. Like, he does like, he was, he, he knew that he was, he was way out of his element as far as, like, power, for someone with actual powers. So, I mean. You,
4: yeah, he, you're right. Because he did look shocked when he eventually found out.
2: He was like, oh, shit, so she can do stuff? Like, I can't do that. Like, damn, I better keep that quiet
4: which would also put into play why he might have missed uh, certain things about diana when he was testing
0: her as a child well you know the other thing i was gonna say is i now that i think about it i think did he i don't think he was using those um i don't think he was using those when he was testing diana maybe he lost his power when he ended up killing steven and rebecca Remember, he was trying to open that's true. Up. That's a good, you and know, that's what? What you told, and that's what he you know.
1: told, um, yeah, yeah. too, that mm-hmm. that could happen.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah, did. so mm-hmm. he he mm-hmm. must have known from experience because think about how much it winked, how much it weakened Satu to do it mm-hmm. to Diana, and she didn't even kill Diana and she only did it just to that one person. Right. Imagine you doing something that powerful to not just one, but two. Powerful witches mm-hmm. yep. to yep. the point where you kill them he probably and, he probably did lose his powers. and,
1: and didn't meridia you know? give her give that to access to her powers again yes yes
0: yes yes yes, yes. yes. mm-hmm so time
1: hmm. to go with another theory
0: uh, that's a good one I like that yep so oh. We only have two episodes left. I, I don't
1: can, can we get an episode where everyone's not standing around and talking? <laughs> can, <laughs> that happened again of, you know.
0: But we got a lot of information that we need. Yeah, but this uh,
4: yeah I, information, but still, it, uh, as the as they say, they need to get the step stepping because they got a lot that they need to do to get these two episodes. I mean, yeah. they're gonna have to run long because I, I I I'm to the point now where I think that they might get a third done, but it's gonna be the important third done because I when I cheated a few weeks ago and I looked at the synopsis for book two and looking at the episodes, I'm going no way in hell are <laughs> they going to get all of this in one season unless they throw, throw like extra episodes, which they're not going to do.
0: Do you think they might do a time jump?
4: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. They they would all, they would actually in order to get some of the stuff done, they would have to. They would, not only would they have to do a time jump, they would also have to do a, uh, a time forward in the present by about 13, 14 months in order to be where they need to be at the end of book two in the, in the reading series. Okay. Because certain things happen that need to occur. And I don't see them doing this in two episodes, but at the same time, and God, we're going to have to wait a year. I don't see them doing that and the stuff with Benjamin in season three in order to finish it off, which is why, again, I say, We're gonna get a two-part season three because they almost have to because there's no way you could finish off the third book with just thirteen episodes. Too much happens. You mean ten
0: episodes? Well, whatever. Yes. Yeah, ten episodes, which I guess in in a sense makes it worse because that means they have less time to get all this stuff. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. All they
1: gotta do is cut out the travel time (laughs) and stop standing around and talking.
2: Stop all the horse
1: riding! Right. Stop
4: showing Phoebe and Marcus.
1: (laughs) The the little, the little excitement from with Edward Kelly that has worn off. It wasn't. (laughs) You,
0: you just want some more action. That's that's what it is. You want some more action.
1: Yeah, and what's funny is I think I told you before. I'm in the middle of rewatching Battlestar Galactica, the new one, and and not the new one, but the more recent remake,
0: 2004 version.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. and. And they, they do a lot of sailing around and talking too, but it's not quite the same. Mm. Like they're walking, they're moving around, they're on ship. I mean, I mean there's I a lot say of stuff going on. They're on a ship
0: in space, and they're at, they're like actively fighting against. Uh,
1: you know. I don't know because they
0: impersonate There, him. there, there like, are, several, more. Those planet <laughs> there are episodes several
1: episodes are of them standing around and talking. <laughs>
3: those but planet episodes.
1: Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff going on as they're talking. Okay. It's like, I need for them to get Aaron Sorkin to write some of the dialogue for them. <laughs> you know, to get a little movement going. They're walking from, play. at least Jaber and and what's his face? Peter Knox. They were walking and talking. Can I get well, some of that? You know.
4: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, because you're right. Because the, the thing with them is that when they had the stuff of the forest, I'm talking about Star. Yeah, there's a lot of just and the same thing with Gaius too. I got tired of watching Gaius just yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was too much. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Shakey
1: cam, move the cameras around, use some city oh, cam. Do do a look, give me yeah. some been, these nice framed yep, set yep. shots Pretty of much. one person on one side of the frame and the person right. on the other side of the frame. Right. And yep. they're just talking.
4: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: was his whole episode.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so whole episode.
4: No, I, I agree with hundred percent. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it, it's just the way I, I sometimes I think Hollywood just does this to give people screen time because I know they have to honor how many minutes you can be in a show, you know, and I think that they do that, but it's just too much talking or it's too much exhibition or like you said, too much traveling or there's too much this or it's too much that or my biggest thing lately is uh, I watch a I watch a lot of CBS shows and I watch a couple of Fox shows like Nine One One and Nine One One Lone Star, which I call Nine One One Skincare because Rob Lowe's in it. And every episode, they have to do a certain thing. They have to talk with this person. They have to show this couple. They have to show some freak of the accent of the week. They have to show them at this spot, and it's every episode. Okay, so it gets old, okay? But that's the formula because they have to make sure that people get in certain scenes. So when you get to shows that we're watching now and you see them doing the exposition, you're like, okay, this is a contract thing and I'm sick of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just
3: saying.
1: I mean, the two action sequences we got was, you know, Sarah flipping out and Rebecca showing up and Peter playing with his magic ball. (laughs) That's it. That's all we got. And
3: and and honestly,
4: neither one of them were that exciting. I mean, it was like, oh look at that, oh look at that, and then that was it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Knox Knox actually put people to sleep in that action. (laughs) He did literally put them to sleep. Someone being put to sleep. So,
0: so many ways, I can just. I mm, okay. so, so are we
4: say so okay, so are we saying that our our problem is that even though we love the show to death, there's just not enough action to make us happy. Yeah,
1: happy. And, and it's not just like necessarily action, just just some movement. Okay. you know just right. just some inertia. there isn't any.
3: Okay. <laughs> it's
1: just people sitting down on the couch. Talking back and forth, people sitting at the table talking back and forth, mm-hmm. people sitting on the bed talking back and forth,
2: people walking know. slowly in the park,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> walking up to someone seat. and handing them a glass of wine and right, saying a yes. lot of dialogue and yeah, walking yeah. away,
4: right. I, yeah. Some
1: inertia, some movement. Put them in a car, yeah. you know. Okay, <laughs> I'll give, you, that, give you. Put I'll them on an airplane. Put them on a merry-go-round.
4: Yeah, yeah. You no, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give. I'll give you that.
1: He yeah. could have been talking to her at a carnival and they could have been, you know, he could have been throwing, she could have been, ooh, throw this ball at the thing and knock it down. How strong are vampires? How good are your reflex? Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was, yeah. I've been walking
2: around. All
0: right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And right.
2: shout shout out to the that whole scene between Marcus and Phoebe where where she goes through the goes through the whole thing of, oh, do vampires do this? Do vampires do that? Oh, you don't have a cake? Oh, I like cakes. You
4: should get a cake. I actually kind of like that. I that was cute.
2: It. it was cute. But you knew it was gonna come, then it's like, you know, I mean, him going to get ice cream. I'm like, you could have done that in the first bucket. all right.
0: We're not gonna talk about that again. We talked about that at the beginning. Three, okay,
1: kidding. so three three action moments. Because that was an action moment. <laughs> there you go. Three. enough.
0: Okay, oh. so we do have one other big thing that we need to talk about um what do you how did you interpret diana's dream about the rowan tree dying
1: the creatures are dying yeah that's pretty much it yeah yeah whatever the source of that is 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 i mean i don't know it's
3: I think like, it's again like a,
1: it's just they're they're dying off i mean literally whatever the magic is coming from which is to me all of them being together is what's causing it all to die that's the tree of life right Isn't that right, what that right, is? Right. yeah the rowan tree mm-hmm. yeah tree of life it was i think beautiful. i saw that in some other show it huh? was
0: beautiful even even as it was dying i mean you could hear like this this the wailing and the fruit was dying and falling off the tree. You could see the faces of the creatures. It was it was macabre, but it was very beautiful too. The the graphics I, every time they bring that tree or it's just I don't know, the animation, the graphics, whatever they're doing with that, it's beautiful.
2: I kind of see it as the book is the book has now made a connection with Diana and it's and it telling her, hey, look, I know that. There's a problem in your time with the vampires and the witches and demons. Like something's wrong. I can tell that something's wrong, and it has to do with the tree. You see the tree's dying. I can help you with that. And this is getting into the book being is it the book of life or the book of death? It's getting to the point where it's going where you know the book can is either going to help or hinder or burn everything to the ground. So I think I think that's kind of what what is kind of getting to a boiling point it, It's not really there yet, but you can tell that there's going to be a boiling point with the book. The book is going to actually something with the book is going to bring the bring Diana to the point where uh, I mean, this, you can see it coming. She's going to have to make a decision. Like, Mm -hmm. am I going to do this spell and potentially kill a lot of other people or, like, a lot of vampires or witches or demons, or am I just going to let it be and just find another way? It's going to come that she's going to find. She's going to find her answer, but it's going to require a sacrifice. So, you see, you know, I I can 100% see that happening. Mm.
0: There was one more question I had. Oh! So... Who do we think has the other two pages of the book? If Edward Kelly bequeathed the pages, one page to each each creature, we already know who has the witch page. Emily has it. Because Stephen found it and sent it to them through the house. Benjamin.
4: I think Benjamin has a page. Okay. Uh, Hmm. Other than that, I got nothing.
2: If Benjamin has the page, then I'm saying Hamish has it. Hamish knows everything else. I think Hamish has Hamish. Either <laughs> Hamish has it or Hamish knows who has it. I don't think it's that. okay. I,
4: you know what? I'll you know what? I'll give that to you. Yeah, I'll give that to you.
2: I think I think that if Hamish doesn't have the page, he knows where it is and he knows who has it. So that's okay. the team inside. And I want Hamish to come back because Hamish is cool
3: as fuck
4: and I really like Hamish. I like Hamish does some serious uh, world building, lifting at the end of the first book. Like I said, the book was very, very slow, but that last hour and a half was awesome. He does something so cool that I'd never seen in a science fiction fantasy novel. He actually set Matthew and Diana down and he says to them, okay, guys, you're going back in time. But this is what you need to do he makes their butts sign wills directives dars uh trust fund bank accounts he literally gives them a folder and says this is what you need to do for this this is your leave of absence letter this is this 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 is this i have never in my life seen anyone in a book sit someone down and say you're about to go left how about we get your actual life in order? And I was
0: like, yes, I like, actually love that. Given who Hamish is in the world, it right. makes so much sense. But it was such a cool scene, though.
4: I was nerding out. I was like, he was like, sign here, initial here. Uh-oh, Matthew, you forgot the date. Use your pen. I'm like, yes, in real life.
2: That's what, that's what I was saying. The demon's power is business acumen.
0: That's the yeah, 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 yeah. But I wonder if he, it, it, even if Hamish has the page, if Benjamin has the vampire page. I wonder, do they have the pages and not realize what well, it how is? How important the pages are, because again, no one has seen Ashmo 782 in centuries. Diana yeah, is the only yeah. person who was ever able to call it up and that was how she knew that the pages were missing so i I wonder do they have the pages and not know speaking of which let let's let's give uh peter knox some flack for actually thinking that because the pages were missing that's the only reason why he wasn't able to call up the the book
1: really really (laughs) really Really? you think that's the reason (laughs)
0: right i I I gave the side I I gave a, a side eye to my TV like, come on now.
2: I think I I can see that when Hamish in one of Hamish's interior decorating fits, he just put it in the closet somewhere. <laughs> and it's probably just sitting somewhere with all the other all the other old stuff that he had on his walls. Somewhere. I
0: hope like, somebody didn't throw it away. Like, uh, this is a page torn from a book. <laughs>
2: Let's hey,
1: you, why is it
3: just this page? Get rid of it.
1: I have a question. You can cut this out if it's not true. Do we know that, I know I mentioned before, but they haven't said anything about um, Dana's father being a weaver yet, have they? Yes, they have. Yes, yes he is yeah. a weaver. Okay, because if, if that's the case, then that actually means you know he could have put a spell on the book. He literally could have created a spell on the book only to make it come to Dana. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we, actually
0: we it. did. Yeah, he, no, he actually he did. did. Yeah. That. That's why, okay. that's why I was, that's the other reason why I was laughing about Knox because even Jabert was like, but Diana Bishop was able to call it anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah no, no, There was no, no well,
4: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, not only did he do that, he did it very specifically for the reason that he anticipated that what happened to her would happen. Yeah, her her dad is like an MVP, in my opinion, because he saw a lot of stuff coming, you know, so, but he also got a lot of crap because a lot of the people thought that he was actually crazy because of what he was doing at the time.
3: Um, I'm sorry, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't
0: mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, that's usually how it is when you have someone who's brilliant, people think they're crazy first instead of thinking, oh, they, they really are just brilliant. (laughs)
1: Do mm-hmm. so you think Kelly gave Benjamin a page when he? Benjamin no, probably he
0: took did. a page. Yeah, I it, it,
4: yeah I think yeah I agree with that. But I also well yeah I I also think that Benjamin, well
0: no you know, I gonna to shut up. I'm I'm, I don't no, think I'm, so. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. Gonna I shut don't up. Th- I don't think so. You know why? Because they say that Edward Kelly bequeathed he bequeathed Mm. pages you only do that when you die oh this is true so no i don't think he would have given i don't think he would have given it to benjamin right then and there he may have bequeathed it to benjamin Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: but we don't know all all we know is that he bequeathed a page to the vampires to the witches to the demons it never says who specifically he bequeathed them to
1: or or so he claimed because he may not have or so he
0: claimed yes he he also was not in his right mind so we don't know if he ever regained his sanity once the book was away from him so you're right that's that's like that's a lot of questions there
1: you get questions when people stand around and talk
0: you know what Just saying. Any final thoughts before we go back down that road?
1: (laughs) I think I think I I think I've expressed my final thoughts already.
0: Yes. I'm out. You've made your I love
2: I love the I love the quote that um Marcus did. Marcus said to Phoebe when he when he did the thing where he grabbed her hand and put it on his heart and she was like "Ah," and he said, It beats slower and it loves longer and I was like, Oh, that's so corny, but it's cute. But Look
0: at Anthony's face. Anthony is like more talking.
2: <laughs> I mean, they did a lot of talking, but it's like I'm. I really am glad. I'm glad that she has some that she has some wits about her because it's like she's probably going to be be Marcus's guiding light as far as being head of the Knights of Lazarus because their moment. I mean, it's just like we've discussed before. There are moments where he just seems like he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. And so she's probably going to be that person that helps that helps guide him the way that he needs to go because Baldwin's definitely not going to help him. And Isabeau, is, Isabeau really wants him to find his way on his own rather than tell him what to do.
0: And he's not speaking to Isabeau right now. So.
2: <laughs> right, right. So it's like, is I mean, he need he needs somebody to kind of guide his ship, and I mm. think that's and we've already discussed, it, and you know, you probably, I mean, Lori's already said that that you know they're they're gonna play a little more. May there's more stuff for them to do later. So I'm looking forward to that. I actually I actually like them as a couple. I think I think they're cute. So
4: I want to see the series like tomorrow. I mean, I I know I talk about him, but I I actually like the kind of the idea they're setting up. You know? Yeah. I I, I think that it, it's different enough, it's intriguing enough that I'm like, huh, I could actually sit back and watch this.
1: So, so we've forgiven her for turning his apartment upside down while he was asleep. No, there's this no there's no
2: that because that's that's his damn fault. Like I said, he's not the he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. It's like and he and he let her I get you know, right I'm sorry I brought it. I, I, up.
4: I think I, I think my I, okay I think the initial problem that we all have with Marcus is that because of the time he came from Hamilton Washington, we expect him to be a little bit more savvy and up to date on trickery than he actually is and he's not
0: and it pisses us off I'm just saying I think Marcus is perpetually 24 years old like. <laughs> I mean, that's the age he was when he died. And I, just, I, know, I, know. I just feel like he's there. Um, as far as my final thoughts, uh, we have two episodes left in the season. Can we please get some more Miriam? I need her gorgeous face on my screen and I need her attitude and I need her snark. Did you see the way she reacted when they told her what they named the baby? They told her and Margaret and she was like, really? I'm with her on that. I'm sorry.
4: I, I'm with her on that. I mean, oh lord. You, 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 was like we like it. She's like okay. Well, not only that, when she tells him I'm not family, yeah, and you get that that just that line. Mm-hmm. It just explained everything.
3: And, and, and you're and right.
4: You felt it too. Yeah, and you did, and you you did. But you're right. She's gorgeous. But there's so much to her that we don't know. And you have to ask yourself if she is maybe a couple thousand years old Jerusalem. Why is she still rocking with the declarabots? Because they literally got her husband killed. I mean, I, I don't know if I would rock with somebody that got well, my husband well, killed. Get,
1: getting her husband killed and him sacrificing himself for them is two different things.
4: Okay. Okay, Anthony.
1: I'm just saying
0: if you're a woman and you again too it's the same thing yeah but then again too we don't know we don't really know that backstory because they haven't talked about that in the show
4: right uh, all and the books are very vague all they say is that he sacrificed himself slash got himself killed but he also did it to save Matthew it all comes back
0: to Matthew did I just fall something? No, I was just gonna say. You know, Makes the sense? They, the way that they, the way that that's phrased, <laughs> because if you think about it, up until Matthew's confession to Diana, what were we, what were we always told was the reason for Philippe's death—that he was killed by witches and by the mm-hmm. Nazis. Oh uh, no! Uh, not saying a damn
4: word. Not saying a damn word about anything. So, not anything. so. Nope, I'm not saying a damn word. The way they just slightly I'm not saying a word about nothing. I don't know nothing about birthing
0: babies. Let's just
4: put it that way. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I know nothing.
0: And on that note, <laughs> that's it for our show.